What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another issue of the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 179, coming at you live right here on YouTube or tomorrow or sometime whenever in the future, wherever you get your podcasts. This week, got plenty to get into in the comic book side. First, we're talking Marvel, Image, Dark Horse has some new stuff out, Boom Studios, AWA, just to name a few. And in news, we have box office numbers from Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania, Avatar Way of Water makes its way to the top three all time time james gunn teases brand new characters in his new dcu and the only two shows coming to disney plus for the mcu and in sports the daytona 500 is in the books ricky stenhouse jr is your champion mark will be in fontana this weekend so we'll preview that race the nba all-star weekend do we even need it anymore i say no and we'll do a standings check-in on the nhl all that and more on a brand new episode of the comic bookies podcast Late night tonight on Tuesday. Let's hit it. And welcome back to the city of Chicago, or no, this is still the Central Valley of California and Mark's over in the greater Bay Area of California, but it is windier than hell for this 179th episode. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube live right now, I am inside. That wind is howling up against the garage door. It's annoying as hell. I got to do it inside today. But this episode and all of the other episodes of the Comic Bookies podcast are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, tomorrow, Wednesday. 2-22-23 is New Comic Book Day. So wherever, nationwide, worldwide, wherever you get your books, go and get your books tomorrow. They come out tomorrow. Or if you're in Europe or in Asia, they're already out. So good for you. But we see Alex every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. He's open those days. Go check him out. Support the your local comic book store. Support Alex. And yeah, I love reading. I can't wait to get my books because this week is a lot. We're going to talk about a whole stack of like 11 Last week I only got, you know, three, so not going to be too much. But now, you know, before I say hi to Mark, it's only Mark this week, by the way, this is our last episode where it's all every single week. We kind of take a break to kind of reset the uh, the batteries, take a look at what we want to do going forward with the show. I, I definitely want to get more involved in Twitter and YouTube and stuff and filming shorts and videos and everything. So next week you won't see us, but it kind of works out, Mark, because next week I would only have three books to read and then – the following week, it'll be a combined, you know, like 12 or 15. So kind of works out that um, the long week of my weekend that we're going to actually record. I actually have a big stack of books. But anyways, how are you, sir? What's up, brother? Man, don't tell me it's going to start coming to an end. But it's it's good for, for us to kind of reset after football season, going every week with so many games and a lot of our like picks and especially having that contest this year, right. which, uh, yes, yours truly was victorious there. But um, nah, man, just uh, excited to get 179 here in the books and just, uh, man, this wind has been crazy. Just having to drive down through like Niles Canyon and just through Vasco and stuff today oh, was yeah. pretty wild. But yeah, just uh, man, um, just excited, man. What's up with you? Nothing much. Just ended another long work week and then just hanging out with the kids. The kids, uh, you know, the kids didn't have school on Monday for President's Day. Happy late President's Day to, um, you know, <laughs> that was funny. I was watching something on Barstool. They were like, hey, El Prez, like happy President's Day. It was like the rundown or whatever. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, speaking of presidents, um, hope that Joe Biden's uh, OK when he uh, took another spill today. So uh, <laughs> old Sleepy Joe. 
uh, might not be tuned too well right now. But anyways, yeah, just hanging out. Um, and, you know, that's usually what it is. If we don't have any plans, it's usually just the normal boring weekends, right? Chores. And, of course, Danielle, uh, you know, she works at home. So my weekend is usually her work week, right? It's kind of how it works out. And I'm just counting down the days until I switch back up to the day shift, right? No more no more night shift Mikey. Right. It's been, it's been a solid, like, 18, 19 months, but no more. We're all going to converge up into two day shifts after all the massive layoffs and – there you have it, and hopefully, <laughs> no more no more layoffs are needed. I mean, Fingers I don't know. I, I don't know if you. I don't know how beneficial that is for you. I don't know how deep and how accustomed you got to that night schedule, right. but um, you know, the layoffs might have done you, you know, a favor if you were willing, if you would like to work during the day more. You know, obviously, traffic's gonna suck a little bit more for you, but at least your schedule could be a little bit more on par with like what 95% of the rest of the United States. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. telling you, man, those straight night, night shifts like that, uh, all through the night, it kind of tough. I did it for like two weeks at an odd job I had when I was younger, way younger in my days. And let me tell you, man, it was tough going, driving back home at like seven in the morning when the sun's coming up and you're just seeing right. everyone going to work and you're ending mm-hmm. your day. Strange, strange. Yeah, but. it's pretty weird. <laughs> Remember that? What's that uh, picture? It's like an old ass disheveled like uh, Saddam Hussein, <laughs> and it was like like thirty five year old night shift workers. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> they look how old and just like it takes a toll on their body. Um, it's you know what I think it's overall gonna be beneficial because I go back to a day shift kind of body schedule. Like when I come home Sundays anyways, I go to sleep for a few hours, wake up in the afternoon, and then I go back down to bed at night with the kids because I got to wake up Monday morning to take the kids, you know, to take Maddie to school or at least help get her there ready. So I, I go back and forth between the day shifts. So now I get to stay on an even schedule. Uh, my work week now will end at 6 p.m. on a Saturday. I get to spend all my Saturday nights with the kids and not just Sunday, you know, because Sunday sucks because it's like, oh – there's no sleeping in, or I mean, there's no staying up late, you know, playing video games or watching movies with the kids and everything because nope, school's tomorrow. But now I get that Saturday night. Uh, two biggest that, that down Dis- that Disney family night. Yeah, Disney family night. She she uh, how was it a couple weeks ago? They actually watched Lego Batman, so it's not just like Disney, you know, it's other cool kid is. movies like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, two major downfalls is of course back in the morning uh, commute. I've heard it's horrific. The last like year and a half, like when it usually took me about an hour and 15, hour and 20 to get from Tracy to Fremont. Now it's taking people like around an hour to get from Tracy to Livermore. So it's kind of like, oh, Jesus, Uh, that. And then, of course, losing that 15 percent differential on the night shift. So, I mean, that kind of, you know, that kind of sucks, but there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just people are feeling the wrath of all these tech companies. I mean, all the ones that haven't done all these mass layoffs, but I mean, it is pretty crazy because you hear about all these layoffs. I'm sure a lot of them, I mean, I'm sure a big percentage of them could be centered around the Bay area and Silicon Valley here, but man, from the traffic, you can't really tell the traffic's just been getting worse and worse. So, yeah. um, I mean, I said this before, I think I said this years ago, actually, it's actually on my Facebook somewhere. I put a, made a video. I was stuck in some traffic and it was like coming out of the recession. I had it hard, right? I was like getting laid off and, you know, finding work, not finding work and that like 2008, nine, whatever it was, 10, mm-hmm. if you will. That's and I right. remember when the traffic started back up, I remember even making like a video on like 
social saying, you know, if it, if it means for me to be stuck in a little bit of traffic, more traffic, uh, but if it means that people are you know, actually working and employed and getting back to making some money and the economy can get on the right track. Unfortunately, you know, I think that we're in way different circumstances in our situation now. But, um, you know, right. if, if, if it means that people are working and people are paying for their mortgages and their family, you know, I can't be mad by being stuck in a little bit of traffic. It is what it is. I mean, we decide to live in this very populous state and uh, <laughs> right. that's uh, what we got to deal with. Right. For the weather and uh, the, the, the scenery and everything, which is crazy because I was actually going to send it to you, but I did. And not to get off topic too quick. What about the weather? How we said that it's gotten so cold here. That's how crazy California weather is. Yesterday it was a mere 75 mile day. Right. Beautiful spring like beautiful. day yesterday. Today it's just completely day and night. Wind as hell. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the meteorologists here said that the freezing point in the atmosphere, which is at 32 degrees yesterday, was at 11,000 feet. And today it's going to drop down to like 3,500. So a huge drop. Holy crap. A huge cold front just pushing in just these clouds. It's nuts. Just, right. I kind of like it, though. Weather's kind of cool. And I, I I know there's a lot of people that think the same way about me. You know, those damn ch- storm chasers and twister chasers and what the hell. <laughs> like the movie Twister? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they're into it. And those documentaries were, like, pretty cool. Weather is just a fascinating thing, really. Right. Just, that was a great movie, by the way. Great, yeah, great movie. Tw- twister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 97, the, I think, right? Something like that. They're chasing the F5 hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was pretty, a good one. That was dope as hell. That truck, uh, that old ass truck. That old ass truck, and they're bumping some uh, – it was a Sammy Hagar Van Halen song, um, Humans Being. Oh, man. The cows, when the cows get yeah, like yep. in the <laughs> Yep. Um, that was yeah. good CGI back then. I mean, it's not bad. Not bad but, at all. Um, but yeah, um, and then we're supposed to get rain on Thursday. <laughs> so once I start my work week back up, we're supposed to get rain Thursday, Friday, Saturday up here. Hopefully it doesn't follow you, sir, to when you go down to uh-huh. Southern California to the the Auto Club Speedway um, for the race down there at Fontana, the last of it, when it's going to be a two-mile track. So uh, we'll get into that after I we hope, get into some comments. And, and I hope they're not duping me. I hope Auto Club's not duping me. If they come out like in a month or two and say, oh, you know man. what, nah. we're not gonna, we decide we're not going to change it again. <laughs> you know, like, right. inflation soaring again. Like, <laughs> the Fed can't get it under control. Like, you know what, we're just going to go back and do the two mile again next year. I'm going to be like, you mother effers, you dupe me again. It's like the right, third right. time on and off. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, then that means I definitely have to come then because right. at a certain point, they're really going to it's really going to be the last time. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the comic book. So tomorrow, like I said, the 22nd, 222, 23 is new comic book day. Here's what you can expect at your local comic book stores or online, wherever you get them. Uh, DC gives us Nightwing 101, The Flash 793, Batman Superman World's Finest number 12, Wonder Woman 796, a brand new era of Superman Mind you, Superman number one comes out tomorrow, and a few uh, honorable mentions, Lazarus Planet uh, continues with Omega, and of course, one of our favorite series, and uh, a podcast we actually follow on Twitter says it's their favorite of the series so far, but Batman, One Bad Day, Clayface. Very interesting character. I'm not sure how much uh, Mark and Sean know about him. I even know very little. Um, He was actually a character when I first started reading comic books when the – the DC Rebirth era started and Detective Comics came out. He was in the first kind of couple arcs of Detective Comics. Marvel gives us Amazing Spider-Man number 20, Thor 31, She-Hulk 10, Deadpool number 4, and Carnage number 10. 
Image gives us Saga, 62, Something is Killing the Children, 29, Monstrous, 43, and Junkyard Joe, number five. Oh, I have one more. Dude, I think how League of Comic Geeks, that site we usually look up, right, if it's not TI's site, Mark, I think they usually do it by, like, how many people pull, right? Like, Batman's usually number one or, like, a Spider-Man comic. I think, like, week by week, I think it go it ranks it from, like, online pulls. Like, yes, I'm pulling this one into my collection because you can actually sign up for a membership and keep track of your collection through that site um but like three full scrolls down undiscovered country 23 like it's usually like maybe the second or third row whatever it's down there this week i don't know if people like forgot it because it came back from a little hiatus i don't know uh continuing on boom studios damn them all number five dark horse i'm excited about this one another james tinian blue book number one i'm getting that one this week and awa gives us year zero volume zero number five mark i hope you're getting that blue book man did you say that uh undiscovered country is coming back this week I have Undiscovered Country 23. Yes. Yep. Man. Um, what's what you what say you, man? I, I mean, I think there's some good titles coming out this week. Definitely. There's some that right. I, before we actually get into the books that we've read, right? You say you got like 11. I got a couple here as well. I think a lot of them are the same. Um, but mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, get into the ones that I think are going to be kind of cool this week, right? Uh, Flash, um, kind of excited about that one. Obviously, that Clayface. We're going to talk about the Selena Kyle, the Catwoman one that we read. Yes, sir. I thought that one was pretty cool, man. Um, I really, I really too. dug that one. Probably one of my favorite ones. Um, I got Deadpool number four that I'm getting. Right. Like I said, I, after dropping three Marvel books, I feel bad for dropping three Marvel books in a row. But, you know, two of them were basically, you know, Captain America books. Obviously, the Amazing Spider-Man I also dropped off the pool at Treasure Island Comics. Mike, like you did, I just waited one more. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to do this whole arc with um with Black Cat. You know, I right. read the first one. It just didn't do it for me. And then. If I get two or three more, then I'm going to pretty much tell myself, well, I'm halfway through the arc. Now I got to finish it. Now I'm and, and, and like <laughs> Always you making said, excuses. Yep. And it's coming out this week as well. So pretty much every two yeah. weeks, like you mentioned, it's just too much for something that's not that subpar, in my opinion. Right. right. So uh, I used to say so many times I was excited for Undiscovered Country. Can't say so much that I am as much anymore. You know how I've you know, I've been kind of feeling about this book lately as of a couple months ago really how about damn them all i want to ask you mike that simon spurred mm-hmm. your book from uh, boom studios how are you enjoying right. that one man you know what it's pretty cool um i think i think i said this right when i first started reading the series that the first two issues were they were trying to set like a universe and set the stage right for a story and it was confusing as hell it would be like kind of What's one story that we kind of it kind of does this where it goes to the story, all, all the panels of artwork and, and dialogue. And then and then you get like a page full of like explaining things like you just saw this word a couple pages ago. This is what that means. I'm like, mm. oh, hell no. So basically it's all these different uh, demons uh, that people that they kind of are within a coin and the, the high, the rich and the famous criminals and everything there they each have a coin or like you know whoever has a coin kind of can control this god can can control this demon right and people are getting in fights and stuff using their demons back and forth and then this chick uh who her uncle was killed she's still trying to figure out who killed him um she's 
kind of in charge. She's one of the people who kind of hunts them down, right? And kind of puts them back into hell and kind of back within the coin and kind of, you know, like Ghostbusters kind of thing. It's kind of a Ghostbustery feel to Simon it. Simon Spurrier is trippy. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a trippy book, but as soon as I hit like issue three, I was like, okay, cool, like I'm really into it now because it's because it's it wasn't as confusing. There was a lot of explaining, a lot of like, huh, so what's this again? And like they're doing the explain the explaining within their story and within like a conversation. I was like, dude, I can't. This is this is too much. And of course, it's in England, so it's with the British accent, you know. And they're doing the, you know, I was like, oh no. So there's a few words where, you know, another, you know. Come on, bruv. <laughs> Stuff like oh, that. Like the top boys. Hey, yo, yeah. what's up, fam? What's <laughs> up, fam? The top right. boys. This is something like that. So, um, but I would say that definitely, if people are listening to this podcast now, Dan them all something definitely to grab to to hook onto. Maybe after that first six issue arc, when you can when you can get a trade, get that, you know. But um, nothing to like hurry up and go to the comic book store and try to get number one, two, three, four, five. It's not like an amazing story, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, what was that book that I, that I got? It was the, um, with the, it was the little robot. I mean, I can't remember what it was called anyway, but uh, Simon Spurrier does seem kind of trippy. I mean, from what I've read from him, I haven't read too much from him, but mm-hmm. you know, he seems all right. Another book, Mike, that's coming out number five this week that I had, I didn't, I was thinking about getting it, but I didn't at the time. I think that's when I was probably getting a lot of Marvel and, you know, probably those those Captain America books. Uh, and the uh, Which one? Junkyard Joe? No, 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 oh. not Junkyard Joe. Actually, that is another one. But the other one was this uh, Gomics, Goth, uh, GCPD, the, uh, oh, the Blue, Wall. Blue Walls. Yeah, like that. I haven't heard anything about that book. I haven't seen no. it get any steam, yeah. any talk. If any of it our listeners, out, viewers, it, right? It came out right when um, Gotham City Year One came out, like the yes, same week. Exactly. And I was like, and, and like I read Gotham City Year One, and I was like, oh, cool. I think I made the right choice for this one instead of the Blue Wall. And the Joker was coming out also. Right. The one, you know, the the one that we're reading right now, the man who right. stopped laughing. Right. So there was a my lot only, of right, my, my only fear about the Blue Wall was that I hope to God that it didn't. Uh, give us any insight as to what we can expect from that penguin or the um the new tv show on hbl max the one that was supposed to be about the gcpd but then they're kind of revamping it to to be more of an arkham asylum thing i was hoping that they wouldn't take some of the content from that and so i'd kind of miss out on something and i felt that i would have to go out and get it anyways right so well that's what the well that hbl max is gonna be based on the batman right and yeah, it's in the Batman universe. Yes, both yeah. of those shows, the Penguin and then the Arkham Asylum one. Okay, dang the, the Penguin. I I, I kind of rather want to check out those Penguin ones though. Don't Dude, I mean, don't hold me to it, but you, you have to, bro. You have I to. Know. You have to, especially if you if you watched and enjoyed the movie. Like like, like me and Danielle, we watched the Batman like another time like three or four weeks ago. Oh, it's just as good. That chase scene. Yeah, still, I might have. I might like have. That, I yeah, might have to try have to, to do that one. The Batman. When's Arkham coming out? I don't know. I I know the Penguin will be coming out first. Though. I'm hearing more news on that one. <clears throat> but is it like from the same people that kind of worked on the movie or no? I you know what? I cannot con- I can I can neither confirm nor deny. But if it's got yeah, <laughs> if it's got like that darkish like man, I want that. Yes. Right. It it probably will. I mean it's it, it's it's um 
Colin Farrell is going to be Penguin in the show. And so it's not like it's a different actor. And then that and then, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm really liking Cobblepot this this past uh, fiscal year, man. Because yeah, right. To tell you the truth, it's just uh, with that one bad day, that was probably my favorite one bad day so far. You right. know, And just, you know, Cobblepot's been great. So now that they're building on his character, the once little fat man that used to scare me in eight, <laughs> 1989 when I used to see his little ass floating just in hold, the river. Just got to hold your nose every every time you see him. Oh, that <sighs> was one of the scariest parts of like any movie that I was allowed to watch back in the day. Oh. DeVito did a great job, though, on that movie. So. Yeah. But you no, man. What, uh, something that would, would change or can, or reaffirm your opinion on him is how you see his character in Gotham, the show. That show on Fox that went like four or five or six seasons or something when he was younger. Colin Farrell? No, 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 no. Oh, DeVito. Uh, Wait. No, uh, the Penguin. It was a different actor. It was oh. the show. It was the show Gotham. It was like when Bruce Wayne was a little kid, and it's it's um, it's centered around James Gordon just arriving to GCPD. So like, you know, uh, Catwoman's a little girl, you know, and then the Riddler. It, he works at the 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 police department before he becomes a Riddler. Before you know, and then uh, you know, Oswald Cobblepot is before he becomes the Penguin, right? There's it's it's cool. How it's cool. It's early let on. You, let me ask you a question, Mike, because you got some of those like spinoff uh, stories that would be on like CW or whatever. Do you think right. that this this Tom King, this Gotham City year one would be kind of a cool like Gotham story to have out there? I mean, not that it would probably ever be you know out there, but I think I think this book, it got real good in this issue we'll talk about. Right. Issue five. Right. And it's just like, I feel like that would be a good like spinoff type of bad Gotham story that would be kind of crazy i mean just imagine if whether it's uh animated or live action just imagine a gotham city year one but like in a noir style setting like in la like imagine gotham city year one but like in like la confidential back in like the late 80s early 90s like just that that kind of feel where like even the first two batmans kind of like that noir type of feel right man that would be pretty dope definitely kind of the old school like roger rabbit where you get that noir feeling when you're in the back alleys and he's trying to get you know into the club and that gorilla you know what's the password <laughs> what does he say walt sent me that was funny like walt disney what's the password he goes nice right. monkey suit wise ass to the big old gorilla oh i love that movie i, I used to watch that movie that you know what funny funny story that was the movie where i got my first curse word because uh, you know how when Roger Rabbit, when he would drink alcohol, he would go freaking crazy, right? Just take a shot of whatever. It's a and, movie. Um, right. And then when he would uh, – there's the one where he's in the office, right, of the uh, movie producer or the guy who owns the studio. He's in his office. All the windows broken. Papers are flying all over the place. And when he finally calms down, uh, the main guy, Eddie Valiant's like, son of a bitch, right? So <laughs> there's one day – I think I was like two or three years old, and I had like my food on my high chair. And it was, it was a whole family function thing. So my, it was at my mom's side of the family. And I spill a whole bowl of Cheerios, dried Cheerios on the oh. floor. I, I look over the side of the thing and I just said, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then like everyone is hysterically laughing. And then everyone just is a beeline. Like their eyes go straight to my dad because they think he was probably the one who said something. And I was repeating him. Uh, That's hilarious. Funny, yeah, How old were you? 
I think I was like three or four, like just starting oh, to like wow. talk. And, yeah. Yeah. I was super young. Yeah. I wasn't like, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Oh, yeah. that's like when you're first starting to put together words like, you know, in order and like sentences and stuff. Yeah. Dang, right. So those were some of the first words out of your mouth, huh? Right. Son of nice. a bitch. Nice. <laughs> I wish I, I would have known that. Right. That would have explained a lot of the good times at the A's games and a lot of the <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's get into um, some of the books that we read. Um, I'm just going to kind of go down the line. There's yeah, a lot man. of these these ones that like I don't need to get too into like. But man, it this is scaring me because this DC universe, the Lazarus planet, um, this whole big old event. I'm like, well, go ahead. No, never mind. I will, I'll talk about it at the end of the books. It was just a okay. book that was coming up. Oh, OK. Um. I'm liking the, all these one shots because it's 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 redefining some characters because you know this this uh this rain from the Lazarus pit that's raining on people that's giving them powers or it's messing with their magic their powers so some of these just one shots where it's like this one right here where I get four or five little different stories but it's scaring me because I'm interested in a lot of these stories and I hope that in like six months all of these small stories become their own series I'm like oh god t- take my money you know. I'm just afraid of that one, but uh, but this one right here, um, Next Evolution was also a good one. Uh, Alien, number six, another uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson. This was the final issue of this six-issue uh, arc. Uh, more is coming, I think, in a few months. Another great one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a little break from talking. Go ahead and anything that you liked that uh, doesn't really need too much of a deep dive. Um, actually, I... I, I wanted Just to talk about all, this. For, every, uh, one second. Every single one of these freaking books, it, it, I can justify a deep dive. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I had <laughs> some good sucks. books also. I just want to – real quick though before I talk about a book, I just wanted to mention that Superman number one. And you said that you know you're, we should all get it. Dude, it, it, man, I'm going to – I don't know if I might have to pass on that one. I know it's a Superman. It's a number one. But oh. – Maybe just pick it up, but dude, the story, you know who's writing it, right? You know who's I know, writing it. I know. You know I know who's Josh writing Williamson. It. You know who's but writing like, it. I know. But like at the beginning of this Dawn of DC thing, this is like one of the ones that we needed to. Like they said that Action Comics 1050 was one, and then this is the next one that would like, if you want to kind of get in with this new Dawn of DC, you got to get this one. And I was I'll, I'll get it. I'll have to try out, try it out. But just Williamson right. just doesn't do it for me most of the time. I don't know why. Just I don't know. Yeah. But, oh man. And then you have three of them next month. You have Adventures one? of Superman, John Kent, number one, Unstoppable Doom Patrol. Ooh, Doom Patrol. I've never read anything Doom Patrol. I'm excited because I love the show. And then Harley Quinn number twenty eight is a part of this Dawn of DC. Oh really? So, I'll be yep. getting that. Well, yeah. You already get that. So. Sorry, continue, sir. Nah, man. What do you want to talk about? You want to get into this Flash or what? Yeah, I actually had it on top. Um, And I think we both agreed that the Flash 792, which I read after because it obviously came after the one minute war special was better. Because sometimes you think that, you know, this one off, uh, these ones are really good or what they they put really a lot of their uh, some oomph into these specials. But it was it didn't do it for me as much as 792 did. This is the one time that I feel like the like the one. I mean, they did explain like what do they call the faction or whatever. They're they come Very in true. and 
so they, there was kind of like a backstory behind them and what was going on but i don't know it's just they had like those mini stories right or like three different stories i believe or the past the present the future right. and it's like or like what's gonna happen or but i mean i don't know yeah definitely 792 was a lot better in my opinion with the kids having to go steal like that with that tank or whatever yeah try- and, and they found the kid in there that was crazy oh yeah that's right at the on the alarm or whatever uh-huh yeah and then and then they open up that tank and they find what who's that uh like gorilla grod superman and so, like somebody else in there um what, and, Adam. what's up with all these uh with all these characters trying to look like the batman who was or what's his name the um batman who laughs Batman who laughed yeah with yeah. all those like spikes yeah, i don't you know, know. The because, Harley, the Harley Quinn, had right. the same, the same type of character. Yeah, because you would have thought that they would have get given some kind of an explanation if they were to bring any kind of uh, Batman who laughs variant out. Because you know, he, she even has the the two like dog like things on leashes, just like the Robins. You know. So yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Of, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how they didn't give that even that backstory. It was just, oh yeah, she's just a hunter and she always gets what she hunts for. She always finds her prey or whatever. Like, so okay. You, and you're telling me that this is gonna be one arc, this whole um, faction or whatever. I mean, I hope. I mean, I but I and I told you. Remember, I, I went ahead or no, was it? I went ahead on League of Comic Geeks or it was in the most recent DC previews. There's another one minute war special, and I'm like, oh Dude, yes, there is. But like, this is for like May. I'm like, how long is this gonna? You know, how long is that's, this gonna but that's last? That's what I was gonna say. I don't, I, I, I don't feel like they were gonna introduce this whole faction and and whatnot if they were just gonna end it after six issues. In my opinion, I think that they were planning on trying to go a little bit longer with it and and you're right when i saw that one minute war number two i was like man i think it's gonna last a little bit longer than we think but i mean it's all right um i like oh how God. they got like the whole flash family kind of being incorporated and mm-hmm. we, we're yet to find out with iris and what's going on with her because obviously i don't believe you know she's gone or whatever maybe in this she passed out from the one minute being so fast or whatnot but right um you know, I just re- you know what I just realized is that I accidentally f- flipped a page. I, f- I flipped two pages during this um, one minute war special during like towards the end of the book. I didn't even see the panel with Godspeed. I didn't see the return of Godspeed towards the end of this, how he was the one killing off those, um, no. you know, the, like the Theta squads. I I did not know that. I, that's that's why I was confused. I was like, yeah, there's some guy with a bloody knife, and all of a sudden it goes back to one but of the Flash like the characters. Fu- it, the, 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 is that the future one with Godspeed? It was, it was right before. No, that was – or it, it might have been. It was the end of that little story. Oh, yeah. It was the and end then, of the – yeah. The and then the future, future starts. So I was like, what the hell? Yeah, so I was. that's why I was confused because I freaking – I swear – I can explain why two pages were stuck together in my comic book. <laughs> I swear I can explain. Really? You missed it? <laughs> <laughs> That'll that do it. you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of important pages, Mike. I know, right? I swear I wasn't that excited. But yeah, but 792 was good, too. Um, definitely enjoying. Definitely, this is one of the ones where I, I'm, I'm like in the middle. It's not one of the story arcs, kind of like the dark web. Where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm done with not just this arc, but this whole story. And it's not anything like I can't think of any good. <laughs> I can't think of any really solid event, right? Maybe like when I was first getting into it, and it, like this whole DC rebirth 
was first starting because I was first getting into comic books. So maybe that's like one of the ones I was most excited for. But ever since then, it's been kind of an annoyance just to have to get numerous uh, issues. But this doesn't seem too bad. And as much as I rag on him, but to bring him up again, Joshua Williamson, he was writing The Flash when we first started doing this podcast, I believe. And I yeah. mean, I'll admit that Flash was pretty decent. The year one and all and all that, that story. I mean, and Yeah, he created Godspeed. He created Bloodwork. He created a lot of these characters that we already see in the Flash TV uh, show. I mean, he did some great things in that first like year and a half, two years of being Flash. Maybe right? they, and then it's they just keep kind of got kind of stale. He's like DC's guy now. They keep putting him up in the ranks. Now he's going to be writing Superman here. But man, maybe Flash right. is maybe Flash is his guy. Maybe they should just keep him on Flash. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. What else you want to get into? Man, you want to get it. into Joker, Daredevil, um, whatever, oh, man. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Sean's the one who gets the. Um, Punisher. The, the deadly duo, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I have the the man who stopped the, laughing. Yes. So that one's that one was pretty good. That one that was one. a trip, bro. So there's so there's three jokers from what I got of it, from what I got out of it at the end, at the very right, end. Right, right, right. It's, joke, it's sort of right? confusing there. So he so the Joker's like on the beach. So it seems like the Joker hired another Joker to go put up with the guy that's trying to act like joker but maybe is joker having both of them fight against each other maybe so he can well one of them was clayface that's right that's right that's right so there are still two jokers but that's what i always because remember that dc black label one um i think it was what's his name jeff johns the three jokers remember that story a couple years ago or whatever i was like oh crap are they bringing the the three jokers back i was like no it's matt rosenberg who's who's writing this it's not jeff johns so yeah it's kind of weird yeah, and then I like they, it. Yeah, this actually was a pretty good issue. And then you have a uh, red hood shooting down, and you know, then you, they see the clay at the bottom, clay face with the, obviously you get the the night <laughs> look, Mike. You get the advertisement oh. for the clay face one bad day right next to it, perfectly placed there for marketing reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, just uh, I I'm I'm enjoying it. It started off kind of slow. I didn't think it was gonna be as right. good as the other one, but this one. With uh, the whole, uh, you know, confusion you got with uh, how many Jokers there really are and which one's which at half the time. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know, right? You're reading, you're like, which one do you think this really is? So it plays like that mind trick on you. And you really don't know during this whole issue that you're reading it. But then when you get to the very end, you're like, oh, holy shit. That wasn't even the real Joker on either of them, right? So it's like, son of a damn... So, I mean, like, yeah, because the the real Joker has to be the one on the beach, right? Because the one that we've been kind of following and stuff, like, who the hell is that guy? Because he even, like, kind of gently put that old woman to sleep at the end of that other issue, like, one or two issues ago. So I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) I know, I did, like, with with all the kids and stuff. (laughs) That was pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, Joker Joker's been real good. I'd pick it up as a trade if you guys are into, you know, Joker's my guy. So but, you know, obviously that other one, it was more based around or the first Joker that we got on these like series. It was more based around um, Jim Gordon, uh, Gordon, right? So that was Mm -hmm. really good. This one's more it's not just based on Joker, but the Joker. So it's uh, right. Definitely. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's go to uh, uh, to Daredevil. Uh, Did you time yourself on this one, buddy? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't as short as I thought it was going to be, but why you thought you got through it pretty quick or what? 
I did. I did. There was a lot of these big panels that involved the dragon. The dragon. So not so not a lot of dialogue or the even the inner the the monologue from you know Elektra or Punisher or uh, Cage or um, you know Daredevil Matt Murdock. But I just love the artwork in this. This beautiful artwork of all the undead. Uh, you know, soldiers that are either, you know, they either have a human face with red eyes, just like the Punisher, or they're just a skeleton, right? They're just zombies. It's pretty cool. And, of course, the dragon. It's really good artwork in this one, more than, than the story. I was kind of upset that I didn't get a lot of dialogue. And, of course, they keep teasing the Avengers at the end, and they bring in Peter Parker, Spider-Man to boot. And I'm like, well, when the hell are they going to involve this? Like, I've been waiting for the collision course that is the daredevil and punisher and now i want them to also involve the avengers like bring it on like two two fa- two factions of of good guys essentially punisher and daredevil do they maybe team up in the fight against the avengers because they think both of them are criminals and both of them need to be brought in because they're kind of you know doing surveillance on this whole war that's going on so it's going to be very interesting going forward i hope it doesn't kind of branch off into a huge event where i have to start getting eighteen thousand different books but we'll have to wait and see but i mean i gave up three marvel books recently so if i can oh, get something if i can, <laughs> you can get pick it, you can pick it back up if i could get something a little bit you know better in the marvel world in this realm in this universe of this uh, story going right now with daredevil right. man i'd be you know, I'd be all for it, but it seems like, you know, the Avengers here, they're looking more towards, you know, like Matt Murdock being a bad guy. They don't like how they he got these people out of that prison and, you right. know, tr- like it's everyone's true. everyone seems to be turning on him. But he's staying uh, he's staying true to himself. And, you know, I, I really like the character that, you know, that he is and that how Chip's writing him and everything. It's just uh, kind of makes you think about um, like. You know how he, I just like how he's like he's very true to himself, that character. Right. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's blind and just he uses his senses and he just has to pretty much go off senses. So the inner dialogue, like you said, Mike, and it's just I really under I really enjoy like reading this character first time reading him. But right. uh, I don't know if it's like this in other stories, but this one's man sure damn good. So I like man, to see where would, it goes. Huh? I'm telling you, you would love that Netflix series. There's like three seasons of Daredevil. Awesome. And, and then they, they had like, I mean, they had that movie, right? Like way back in the day. Yeah, they had the Ben, the ben Affleck. Affleck. So. Yeah, they had that movie. But if you really want to get into the future of what Daredevil is going to be in the MCU, you pick up Charlie Cox's um, Daredevil, the TV show, because that actor is is coming back and returning to play Matt Murdock Daredevil in now the MCU because the whole Netflix thing was a side thing. It wasn't an MCU thing. You know, you had uh, Iron Fist, uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Punisher even, you know, the guy who played um, – uh, shit, what's his name? The guy who played the um, – in Walking Dead – I don't know if you watch Walking Dead, but anyways, and then they had the, the, the then they came together for one season of the Defenders. That was a whole separate thing from the MCU. And now that the contract is up, now Disney slash Marvel owns all that you know content and all that you know canon. And now they're bringing Charlie Cox back into this new MCU, which he was featured in the She-Hulk series. Now we'll see what the future holds for him. I, that's weird. I stopped after like episode three, and I think episode four is when Charlie Cox is revealed again in She-Hulk. I'm like, ah, why did I freaking stop watching it? I think that's right around the time when Last of Us <laughs> started. I mean, and, in I mean, spring 2024 here, we're gonna get Daredevil on Disney Plus, so 18 episodes. Mm-hmm. 
uh, born again. Hell yeah. So that might be something that, you know, if I keep continuing, I mean, maybe is that why they got Chip writing the series so early, like as a precursor to the show they're going to put out, Born Again? I don't know if you think. Maybe. Do we know what the what the uh, plot's going to be about here? No, not sure what Kevin Feige and, and team, you know, and, and company have in store. Not sure. <clears throat> Definitely. So if we're going to do the last three books that I have here, I would say if we're going to go from least to, to best, I would probably say we're starting with Batman 132, <laughs> in my there opinion. It is. So Batman 132, and it's not saying that it's the worst. I love this arc. I love this alternate little universe that he was in after Failsafe. Like they're trying to figure it out. And then, of course, I'm getting my money's worth with Batman again because not only do we have this story, but unlike Joker – the man who stopped laughing, that side story has nothing to do with the main story. But in Batman's case, the side story with with uh, with Robin, Nightwing and everything, that actually has something to do with what happened to Bruce. Failsafe to trying to figure it out and see where he uh, went to. So I, I'm loving this story so far. What about you? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, it's just it's different. I like the interaction that he's having with uh all of his, you know, Gotham peers, if you will, like he's right. talking to himself like, oh, remember, it's not it's not your Selena, but it's a Selena. And it's right. like yeah. he doesn't know mm-hmm. whether to, like, trust these people or, you know, or who the hell they are. But, you know, it's it's really different. You see that scene, obviously, with uh, Alfred and um, uh huh. Just uh, it's, it's trippy to me, right? Because I thought it was going to when I was reading it, I thought it was going to go like a separate direction. But now I'm kind of more confused, if you will. I really like the way it ended. Obviously, you know, that last page with Metamorphosis and it's like you got that the bones guy that disappears. Right. That's a, the Jim Gordon. And we like is right. he talking about him. The kid tries to give him the pills like here's the pills or something for, for the seeing. hallucinations. Yeah, because they're just draping the whole city of Gotham in this kind of this this fog that if you breathe it in, it's going to kind of enhance all these hallucinations. And then one sign of crazy, you go to Arkham and you don't come back. But if you have those pills, it's like a special place where they develop him. And like Batman is looking for hot holiday or Roy holiday to try to get like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. We're trying to, he's trying to get like some type of intel because he feels like this guy that's right. making these pills is pretty much like the richest guy in this Gotham universe here, like the Bruce, enter Bruce Wayne Enterprises, right, of this universe. So he thinks that he's got like a special way to get him back to, you know, his universe because he's got all the money. And yeah. uh, so he goes on a mission to try to find uh-huh. him, right? Yes, sir. And who's the Halliday of this universe? It's Looks like uh, the damn Joker. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's that's like, right. Because he's like, oh, that smile. And then like, going about- back, like, like flipping through these pages, I'm like, dude, this was actually a really good uh, issue. Because then you have like that universe's um, punchline and everything. Oh, yeah, the yeah, the bulkier looks, chick. Yeah, yeah she, she looks like a UFC. She looks like China. She looks like yeah, China. Exactly. Casingano <laughs> <laughs> or something, dude. She's big, yeah. but. And then Killer Croc, some like you know cabbie, <laughs> some so guy. They're, yeah, they're bringing them can. all out, man. But yeah, it's it's a trip. I mean. And then you have what's up with that red mask where like uh, Harvey Dent pretty much works for him. And then he, he pushes the button as if it's, you know, the movie Batman and Robin and all of his venom goes away and he goes in some skinny little like twerk. That was a trip. You know? I was like, what the hell? He goes, you know, I gave this to you. I can easily take it away. Like that was crazy. He goes, he gets no muscle. He gets completely deflated. That's how good, like how good these these authors and these artists um, 
kind of put these books together. They created a new universe because he was sent there, and they're and they're having different storylines within the brand new universe. Like, what the hell? He's trying to find this Halliday Industries, and there's this whole thing with the with the red mask. Like, so many different things are happening, and it's not even the real Gotham City. This is all like either in his head or it's just he was sent to a new universe. It's crazy. Is this going to be one arc? I think so. I think in the next issue or two, they're going to figure out how to get him back. Right. So. No, because he's metamorphous. He's going to take, he's going to become the Batman of this universe to help him out. Remember he's helping out that. Right. At least until they find, you know, what he needs from the holiday. Right. So I just find it so amazing. I think that these like arcs get started and it's like, I feel like they can do like a longer storyline, but for some reason they don't, they keep switching. I don't know. Just, yeah, uh, I mean, because if it's a good enough story, I think that they can go 12 issues, kind of like a maxi series. Shit, go 18. Just keep right? running with it. Like, Cause like, you know, because because then you have the side story of this. Where the hell did uh did Mr. Terrific send Tim Drake? They sent him to a, they tried to send him to the universe where Bruce is. And all of a sudden, OK, cool. Freaking Toy Man is, in uh, you know, m- mentally in charge of all these people like he's has control of them. Ah, it's freaking crazy. Because Failsafe did send not just Bruce Wayne to this other place, but you see all those people kind of chained up, like, please don't hurt us. And then Toy Man's, like, in charge of everything. So it's pretty trippy. It seems like the writers, when they write the the main story and the backstory, like Zerdaski's right. doing in both of them, there's more continuity to both of the stories. Sometimes, right. like you mentioned, Mike, sometimes there's they seem like you really have to read them, and sometimes it seems like they're nothing. So just – um. Yeah, it's just absolutely. I, I, I like how we get a lot of Catwoman to talk about because it's like on the cover of that we got Catwoman, then we got the one bad day, which we're so which one you want to hit first? You want to do one we bad day hit, or want to do Gotham City or one? We can hit Gotham City real quick. Oh, all, okay, dude. We'll hit, this was like the huge unveiling issue. So issue number kind, five. I mean, we kind of had a feeling. Right, right. It was <laughs> someone in power, someone who with a lot of money, someone who's trying to protect or hide something, and then we figure out. The whole issue, you're thinking it's Mr. Wayne. Yes. But no, it's Mrs. Wayne. Pretty crazy. This whole story of, and I, I just, I just love these issues. Like sometimes you, you or Sean kind of complain about that inner the monologue thing of people, someone telling a story. But man, I loved it. I loved her telling the story of how like everything happened, like from. Issue number one up until now, how shit went down, it was pretty cool. Kind of like – and then in between the pages, right? Like what we didn't see in the first four issues, this is how all it all went down. Everything down to her having to pull over and throw up because she heard that the baby had died. Right. Pretty crazy. And then and then obviously the issue ends with um, uh, – what's his name? Slam. 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 He's yes. uh, back to, to, to Wayne Manor to talk to Mrs. Wayne about you know killing her own freaking daughter. And um, I think this was a six-issue miniseries, so this will be the end, I believe. I don't think it's eight. I think it was a six-issue miniseries. I can actually yeah, look. Yeah. But, you know, I think it is six. Mm-hmm. It feels but like this it's is six. five, so we we got one more to go. I got one more to go. I think usually when it's six, it says, "Yep, to be concluded." At the very bottom right corner of that last page, to be concluded. So issue six next month in March is be the end of Gotham City Year One. A this is one of the ones where it wasn't as anticipated from previews, but this has totally, totally surprised me in a good way. Like, this, you know, 
because but, usually this is this has taken me for a, a ride that I didn't know that I was gonna. I thought this was gonna be very average at best, and this is turning into one of the my top pickups of the month for the last five months. I've been telling you that though. Did I didn't I, I say like on three and four? I'm like, dude, these this these books are pretty good, man. And just right. and like you said, obviously I think we picked this one over like like that GCPD, the one we were talking about, right? right so wall, yeah. I mean, Tom King is just all that like, you almost have to. It's just, you know, it's like tiny. And there's like there's a few like Chip Zdarsky, tiny and uh, Tom King. There's a few there's a few uh, guys out there. And hell, um, I mean, I wouldn't put them up in that higher echelon. But all three stories that I'm currently reading from Philip Kennedy Johnson are fine. To oh, me, they're yeah. good. You know? Where's 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 Bendis been at, man? He's he's is doing, he doing his some, own. Thing. Is he doing um like indie stuff? I think. I see or his name. Come, I, see, I, I see his uh, name come up. I think in a few. I think either Dark Horse or um, Image just, or something. He's doing more indie stuff right now. He seemed like he was the man when we first started this podcast. He's, he was. He's been around a long time though, so maybe he's kind of dialing it back. You know. Should be since the pandemic and all that as well kind of Could shifted be. everything. Could be. There's probably a story that we just don't know, right? There's that you know it's it's out there. We just never took the chance to or took the time to look it up. He could be doing movies or TV or something, right? Or more indie stuff or even, you know, I'm just I'm on my way to retire, so I don't know. But anyways, last one, Bat uh, Batman One Bad Day, Catwoman, and then in 2 weeks we'll of course get into the Clayface one, but I I loved it. I finally was able to get it. Um I was actually surprised cuz he didn't tell me uh <laughs> via email when I sent my list that he was sending me this one I'm like oh shit so it was a pleasant surprise to get this one but another story it wasn't one of the few that we got that had like s- small stories it was one long story and it was really really good It was I, really really good you had you talk about the inner dialogue I really like you know I love these Selena Kyle like dialogues how she just Right you know how she just it's like really her life. Basically, the story just starting off is her mom getting just duped out at the pawn shop for, you know, some like brooch that was um, whatever the brooch is. It's like a pendant, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and you know what? It's weird because and I only know this from like watching a show back in the day. I think it's pronounced brooch. Brooch. Like you would think like you would think it would be uh, spelled B-R-O-A-C-H, but it's two O's. And then basically, she, yeah. So her mom sells it for two hundred dollars. Come to find out, she she actually got duped. That's what I love about it, because Selena right. Kyle getting duped because nice she goes twist to, there. So I mean, the late I I don't know. Is it the, was that lady? Was she the one that makes it that high price value, or was it really that high of price value? She just switched it out with a fake one. Right. She probably does the same thing Selena does. Like she kind of scopes out what's going to be at this auction and then she mm-hmm. switches it out for a fake one. So, yeah. So she probably owns it, right? And she'll get and or you know what? No, cuz they said that she's not going to get anything out of it. Right? I think she just steals the real one, right? And then they pay the money. It's not like they pay any of the proceeds. She just gets the actual brooch, right? Yeah, so Selena tries to steal it pretty much and she was noticing all these, you know, like mannerisms that the lady had, which was right. weird because at the end we find out that she was pretty strong, like kicking Selena's ass after Bruce thought, told her I like it's gonna a, be th- yeah. Bruce I was, was like it's gonna be one bad day face. for you, and she's like, no, I'm gonna go anyway. They both like Bruce ended up looking for her as well because Bruce tells 
the story of how she's going into all these museums and like auction shows and pretty much re- yep. replacing like high priced items with fake ones. And so pretty much like doing something Selena would do, but doing it better than her. Right. Older woman, right. wiser. Selena's like, man, she changed her hair. She even changed the way she walks. She, she's she good. Yeah. And I admire her for that. And like Selena, like almost like, you know, it's like that tension because like she's like, man, someone could be better than me. But. Yeah, dude. The, I mean, this story was real good, and just at the end, she gets her ass kicked by this older yeah. woman, which is I was a like, trip. I was like, this frail old granny, she's kicking her ass. I thought that I thought this was another uh, appearance of Clayface. I was like, this cannot be a real old lady. Well, I thought the lady was gonna take off a mask at the end, right? Kind of yeah, like, but, you know, Miss no, Doubtfire type freaking, thing. Yeah, she must be some League of Shadows who still has it, even in her old age of in the '60s or '70s or whatever, you know. And I didn't know Selena had a sister. Right. So she's like calls her sister working at the grocery right. store. The I one thing that you know I, what? I, I I never knew that in the past. I don't know if it was written into just yeah. kind of for a, something into the story. I actually don't know uh, off the top of my head that if she but, actually like, you know, future and past canon from the beginning, if she has a sister, I don't know. I can't confirm that. And, you know, sometimes we forget to give a shout out to like the writers of these books, but it's by uh, G. Willow Wilson, Willow Wilson. Mm-hmm. and uh, Jaime McKelv- McKelvey. But, yeah. um, this, Love the uh, way he drew or if, if that's who the uh, he or she it's Jamie or Jaime or whatever. If this is the person who was drawing Selena. Awesome. One of the best drawn Selena Kyle Catwoman's in a long time. And did you see how like um, a lot of messages in this book? Did you see uh, when she calls the sister and the sister's uh, the checker at the grocery line and she tells right. the she tells the customer the price and the customer's like pissed off? Well, one, because she's on the phone, but the price was like so expensive, kind of like today, the inflation with the prices a little mm-hmm. bad for fifty seven dollars. Right. I thought that was funny. And when in the beginning, when when Selena goes out, like when she's first walking out on the town before she even goes and does her heist, you know, housing is a human right on like the political signs and all that. So kind of like a lot of uh th- like with the time type of uh um incidents or type you know in this book that i really realized got that inflation one and then there was like another one too i'm kind of flipping through it right here to see if i remember it but there was like a couple of them i think g willow wilson i think if i'm not mistaken nobody kill me over this if i'm wrong but i think g willow wilson i think she's the author of the captain marvel kind of like the uh you know the captain marvel that's that you see in the mcu it's kind of based off of her writing oh like, really like, like, like her story yeah like her you know uh, her version of carol danvers is the one that we see on the big screen i think that's what that is so but all in all uh good books i know we didn't want to spend too much time you know but, but we hell, did. yeah we spent a while but, but so we many did eh. Yeah, but you know what? We don't have – we know that going into these things that we don't have a lot of sports. We don't have a lot of news and stuff. I just love talking books. Like at the end – like I remember when we were talking about it when we were you know, having hour and 45-minute episodes. And we were like, dude, we got to like you know, calm it down on the comics. Sometimes no, man. Sometimes like the only reason why I leave the comic book store on a Wednesday when I actually drive in there is because I have the kids, right? Like I have my son who needs to, you know, go down for a nap. If I was just by myself, man, oh man, I could spend hours there talking about these books. There's no limit. Yeah, I've spent a lot of hours in there before, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, kind of before the pandemic, and you know, now I'm a little bit farther, so it's sometimes it's harder to spend more time in there. But I've spent True. 
couple hours in there at a time with Alex discussing some books and, you know, getting me a little bit of knowledge. Right. He's full of it. Right. And just especially in the beginning of this podcast, you know, not that I'm not I'm an encyclopedia filled with uh, with comic knowledge, but just um, yeah, learned a lot. Sponge, right. Hey, you learn a lot from just hanging out at the shop. It's like being at the barber shop, huh? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so a couple pieces of news. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania opening weekend in the box office, $104 million, which is good for first all time as far as those three movies. So it broke. It, it did, had a better opening weekend than Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, on on that note, Avatar Way of the Water gets another $6.4 million at the box office, crosses the $2.2433 billion mark, passing Titanic for third all-time at the box office. So Unbelievable. Crazy. Tell them what movie came in third in last weekend's box office, Mikey. Oh, I, I saw it too. God dang it. What was it? <laughs> Come on, was it, was it Puss it Was it Puss in Boots? Oh, that was fourth. Oh, Give dang it. Third. What was third? Give me third. I, I don't know. I had the article up, but I, I but usually uh, I don't like your to name, keep your, my... name, your name's in the title, actually. Oh, God. Is it the new Magic Mike? <laughs> 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 Last Dance or whatever? Oh, God. Hell no. Come on, man. You remember when the first one came out? Man, I, I, I remember it, but I didn't go and see it. Oh, <laughs> man. I went first night, bro. What are you talking about? I know. There's very few movies I've ever seen on the first night, and Mystical Magic Mike would not be one of them. I know. But, um, I was afraid of. I was like, really? I mean, you know, if if the wife drug you or whatever, if it was like I don't know her birthday or Valentine's Day, where I was like, no, nope, whatever you want to do, fine, then I get it. But we anything else? We were supposed to have our comic booky like movie nights together. Now we all like right. live like in different directions from each other and just uh, I know life could change in so many different directions, uh, if you I will, know, right? in such a snap of a, of a, of a finger. finger of a um, finger. Sean did uh, confirm that he watched episode five of uh, Last of Us. Obviously, he's not here, so I won't. Uh, you know, dive he's the last of us that's not here. I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So but um, I will be watching episode six tomorrow. So whatever he watches over the next two weeks, we'll get into for sure. Uh, uh, Confirm that in the year 2023, it's already February or I mean, sorry, it's only February. But Loki and Secret Invasion will be the only two shows that come on Disney Plus in the MCU. Which is kind of a good thing to me. I don't want a kind of an overload thing where as soon as one six episode, eight episode show ends, got to pick up another one. I like, you know, hey, give me something in the first half of the of the year, something in the second half of the year. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney actually scales back or announces some of these shows won't be completed um, just because. They've already, oh, they've already delayed Captain Marvel, the Marvels yeah, or whatever just... to like November of 2023. They've already delayed that one. They're going to a lot of co- they're not, you know, they are kind of a tech company in a way. They're an everything company, really. Well, they just right? laid I mean, off 7000 people. So they're getting they're getting 7000 people's worth of work done, and, you know, not done. So they are, they're, a, you know, entertainment tech company. They do it all. And just uh, they're going to have to do some co- cost cutting as well. Mr. Iger back at the helm. So, right. Just I wouldn't be surprised because they they announced so much. Right. I feel like during the pandemic and I mean, coming out of it, really, like at all these comic cons, San Diego Comic Con, to be exact, really, when they do all their announcements. And it's just like we couldn't get enough. I mean, you can go back and look at some of of them, too. 
they have two of them. They have Comic Con and they have the D twenty three, like where right. it's like where it's like Disney, but they're Disney, so they do the same damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I like know, they, right? they, they they save it. It's like, oh, here's a little bit of here's a I little would, bit of a tickle of your pickle here for San Diego Comic Con, but then you got to get tickets to D twenty three to almost, get something else. I think we might have even done a podcast dedicated to that D23 yeah. event. When me, yeah, you like and Sean, Sean, had, right? Sean had Star yeah, Wars, I had MCU or yeah, Disney, and then you right. had Disney stuff, right? It was that's like right. everyone was assigned a certain, <laughs> that's right. a certain you know, um, sector of, as you will, if you will, of the Disney company. But yeah, um, crazy. And then on the other side, my last piece of news, Mark, this is this is this tickled my pickle, uh, you know, immensely. This will get this will stick my pages together for sure. Uh, James Gunn teases five in a list of 10 DC characters who may possibly join the DCU. Now, I'm going to kind of take snippets and kind of read from this article from IGN. It's by Adam Bankhurst to give, uh, you know, where credits credits due. Uh, DC Studios co-CEO James Gunn has responded to the results of IGN's DCU face-off, teasing that five of the ten top ten most requested DC characters to join DCU in IGN's audience may possibly be the ones to become part of the connected universe next. So then he went to his Instagram story and he kind of rated, you know, the top 10. So we're thinking f- at least five of these characters are going to somehow make their way into the DCU this year, next year, 2025, what so on and so forth. So top one, it was Dick Grayson, AKA Nightwing. Uh, coming in at number two, we have Martian Manhunter, then Lobo. He's one of my favorite kind of like villain anti-hero characters. Brainiac, one of the biggest villains of Superman. Deathstroke, even though we've seen him in Titans, he'd be a good addition to you know the, the DCU. Jason Todd, aka uh, Robin or Red Hood. Zatanna, get a little bit of magic in there. The Court of Owls. Mr. Freeze and John Constantine. So we're mm. thinking at least five of those characters are for sure going to be you know in there because he then. Posted like, oh well, five Dang, of ten do right. DC is so, really going for the jugular, huh? Right. So, um, going further into the article, they kind of explain each one. So, we already know that Keanu Reeves is coming back for John Constantine too, right? He had the Constantine movie way back in the day. He's coming back for number two, and there was have already been reports where Jason Momoa is highly interested in becoming the bounty hunter Lobo, and then someone else would take the helm of Aquaman. Um, f- coming f- quote from the article, it has also been confirmed that other members of the Bat family will be part of Batman, the Brave and the Bold. So that could be perfect entry point for Night Ring, Night Ring, Night Ring, Night Wing, and Red Hood. Um, uh, Guns co-CEO Peter Safran says, "Quote: Just because we feel like they've been left out of the Batman stories in the theater for far too long." Uh, of course, Martian Manhunter made an appearance in the um, Snyder Cut of justice league. And he's also been a care, an ongoing character in the Supergirl story. So, you know, that's, you know, that'd be a good thing. And then Brainiac also, um, is one of Superman's greatest villains. The movie, he could be the main antagonist for Superman legacy, which will be released in theaters on July 11th, 2025 to kick off chapter one of the new DCU titled gods and monsters. So it goes on to the other, characters in that list and kind of explaining why you know where we've seen them and how they could kind of be you know integrated into the dcu but i'm thoroughly excited about this dude i just i I just sorry i was just reading something as you were (laughs) saying that but um, Uh john constantine i'm not too familiar with him but dude he's from liverpool Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice remember that remember that um created by alan moore as well must be dude remember when i was reading the um 
black label book. It was one of the prestige ones. It was a three issue and it was a Constantine book. Right. And I opened it and I sent you a picture of it. And like s- someone was like s- talking about how they bet, put money on the Liverpool on the reds or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. watching the Liverpool game on the TV in a bar. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So he's been an ongoing character. He actually had a show on NBC for like one season. It was called Constantine and then it was canceled. And then that same guy, uh, reappeared in the show legends of tomorrow for for a bunch of seasons before they just got canceled uh last year so how so, would he fit in the dcu may i ask he's he's more in the magic realm so if they wanted to do some kind of a dark justice league they would bring in a swamp thing and then zatanna and then john constantine they mm. could bring in those characters on that side to, to like and then but and then some of the stories with justice league dark has like all those people and then wonder woman's in with them or Batman's in with them, and they do a story with all the magic doers, and then one of the boom big Justice League guys are, you know, pinned right in there with them. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're man. Guns going for the jugular, man. They saw what Marvel did with all the Avengers, and you know those, the, you know the build up, and just man. Not saying they're going to do exactly what Marvel did with that, <laughs> but man, they're, they're they learned something from that. But right. it seems like it's a harder environment to do it now, coming in this like post-pandemic, pre-recession type of inflationary environment that we're dealing yeah. with here. But I think it's so important for them to to make a splash hit on that first movie or the first two mm-hmm. movies, because then everything after that, people will have you know, even if it's not like you know, Endgame. Or like you know, the Dark Knight, it'll still make a lot of money and be looked I at. I think it they've as started in a way, even though it's not like the true DCU. But I think you mm-hmm. know they started in a way with pretty much, you know, obviously we were huge, you know, we were huge fanatics of wanting to see the Snyder cut. Probably, you know, right. a lot of not not your average individual might have cared as much as like us comic book guys did but you know with that coming out and with the you know the joker and the batman that we just had and you know the hbo that they're going to be releasing with the asylum and with the penguin it's just i feel like they're building up to like trying to be something great let's just hope that they can uh use the resources in the right way and put the right minds together to right you know not only give us DC fans primarily, you know, we're huge DC homers here, but not to just give us what we want, but to try to maybe steal a little bit of those from over in uh, the fans in Marvel. To, uh, mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, not just the fans for Marvel, but maybe just steal like the actual the people that might not watch. I mean, you know, read the books as much, but just care about the movies. Maybe we could. Right. You know, I mean, and and I know there's thousands and thousands of these fans of the mcu who are just dying to see something of quality from from dc that they'd be happy to like go back over to be to dc right i know there's thousands of fans like that like myself like i love the mcu i love most everything about it right but i am just waiting waiting for that one one or two movies or a show or something that just blows people's minds from dc to be like yes now i'm all in on on the dcu I'm okay with having eras of greatness to where MCU still puts out good stuff, but man, everyone's on the brave and the bold. Everyone's on the Batman, you know, stuff like that. I think it can be a little bit more challenging for them as well. Cause DC's tough to, tends to be a little bit more for more mature adult audiences at times. That's probably why I like them more. Well, yeah, but to try to get the whole, you know, 
the kids and you know the younger um right generation into it it might be a little bit tougher so what's the percentage really... of, what's the percentage of kids that go see a marvel movie though like in the theater, it's a pack <sighs> oh, theater what's the percentage of like kids that are like 12 and under i would say less than 50 percent. it's mostly adults the majority the theater, I, th- I the believe theater is not the only thing that brings money man the backpacks the light up shoes right lunch boxes right <laughs> i think dc i think <laughs> dc still makes money there right you have like yeah. superman batman spider-man are like the three most polarizing comic book characters still to this day right everyone knows superman batman Sp- that's, like, that's like the top three right and maybe wolverine or you know maybe iron man nowadays right or hell, maybe maybe even Deadpool, right? So, but anyways, that's uh, pretty much it for the comic books and the entertainment. It's a good thing we we don't have much sports this week because we went kind of long winded uh, for that this week. So, Mark, let's get into it, bro. Let's start it. The first week of reviewing a race, Daytona 500 is in the books. Small team, former basketball player Brad Doherty co-owns this team, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. With the win for the bow ties for the Chevy uh, in the Daytona 500, his first win, he breaks a 199 race winless streak. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, he's usually the ones that I get pissed off on a Sunday, on every Sunday for causing a wreck or for doing something stupid, right? But he finally gets a win. And I was like, eh, I'm, you know, happy I for mean, the guy, right? That's well, that's why he gets the win too, right? Because he he goes for broke on these super speedways, right. and which one to be better to go bro- to go broke for on than the Daytona 500? So <laughs> right. he's very aggressive on these tracks, these super speedways, and you know he likes to. That's the way he likes to race. And man, he's won all of his races so far in the Cup Series on a plate track. So he's yeah. good there. I mean, he's definitely deserving. I'd say that. In my un very very unprofessional opinion, though, like I told you, texting you guys yesterday or you know or on Sunday when it happened, I said that that that's it for him. He better not hope that he better not hope that he has a, a bunch of shit races and then he falls out of the top 16 and there's more than 16 races because he will not he will find himself out of a playoff spot. I don't think he wins another race. I think he's out in the round of 16. You know, after the round of 16, so. Congratulations to him, and I don't want to like kind of rain on a parade, but I just think that's the reality of 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 it all. Is that if you're only if all your wins are only on plate tracks, you're only going to get four chances at that. Well, and then if you want to kind of include Atlanta in there, but yeah. I mean, yeah, he could win another plate track. Um, he could. Just, he could. I mean, just I don't know. It's just a one car operation, and you know, just it's kind of hard sometimes to expect too much from a one car team when they're not getting information or passing notes back and right. forth or helping each other out with a different crew chief and a different driver. You know, just kind of sharing information, if you will. You know, obviously they have an alliance with somebody. I think they actually get their. I think they get their engines from Hendrick. I think they are running a Hendrick engine in there. Uh, but you know, just uh, longest 500 in history, which seems kind of weird because it actually seemed like the race was going by pretty fast. There were like no cautions so too. in that stage. And is it because of the? Is it longest? Time-wise or lap-wise? Lap-wise, 530 miles or something like that. They're they saying they might have. They might have because of the, of course, the overtime. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it could have been long. It could have been. Lo- it couldn't have been longest time ever because we had the jet dryer Montoya. <laughs> That's incident. what I'm saying. <laughs> it couldn't have been longest. That time was the wise. weird. That was the weirdest <laughs> date. What was that? 2012 when Kenzit ended up winning it, I believe. Right. Was, that was so weird because it was one, uh, such a one-off. I don't know what I was doing, but I ended up watching that race. I was like, dude, what the hell is this, right? And then they have to re. 
they had to restart it the next day, right? Well, they no, had to, because it rained. It rained on Sunday, so they did play. It was supposed to start it on Monday, like earlier okay. in the day, but then it right. rained. It rained all day Monday, so they had to run it on like Monday night on prime time. Okay. And um, obviously, football's over. It's like the week after football, so people, right. Oh, and there's no Monday night football, but yeah, Monday night Daytona under the lights, and then Juan Pablo Montoya hits the jet dryer, <laughs> goes up and smokes, and they have to like, just, oh, just wow, melt it. Take like an oh hour God. to repair the track, and it was like a red, a red that's flag, right. and that's when they banned. That's when they banned the drivers from taking their cell phones into the car. Remember, Brad Keselowski oh, had his cell phone in the car shoot, and took right. that famous picture from the cockpit. And then they said, oh, no more drivers can't bring their phones in the car anymore. And But that was like a famous Daytona 500. To that's, me. What I'm was saying, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I, I was hearing things throughout the day Monday. I was like, oh, you know what? It's Monday. I'm not doing much. I was 2012. I was just coming home from work, right? I was just I was at my parents' house, right? Just th- thought I'd watch a nice race. And, oh, my God, what the hell just happened? Things I need to give fire. a couple guys some love, man. Travis Pastrana finishing just outside of number top 10, 10 and yeah, 11th, dude. man. A uh, guy that just came to run, you know, never run this new car at all. Not really, you know, mm-hmm. just come, but just you know, dude's an action junkie, right? And an adrenaline freak. So he comes in. He wheels that 2311, uh, number 67 Toyota, the Black Rifle Coffee Company. Um, yeah. Actually had one of those earlier. So, I mean, congratulations to Travis Pastrana for just being right outside the top 10 next to right. the number 15th Riley Herbst that I think caused the first <laughs> caution of the race, yeah. right, in the number 15 uh, four there um, spinning in the infield, but he comes across the line in a top 10 finish. What can you say to Team Penske, Team uh, uh, the number 12 Menards uh, forward for Man. Ryan Blaney? Just fit after that that dust up that looked like it wasn't How much. How in the hell did that car get a top 10 finish? <laughs> comes in number eight with the face all frowning, but there it yeah. is. You know, cool. another guy, big, 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 big shot out. I actually send this out on Twitter on race day that if it wasn't for a Ford, you know, my team Penske, Joey Logano, or another team Penske or a Ford team that I'd like to see one of the California kids win it. You know, and, you know, he wasn't able to win it, but A.J. Almendinger, man, yep. from Los Gatos, California, the Bay Area's own. He was up front s- there towards the end, too. There it like is. Up there with, like, running right behind Bush, and then he passed him at a certain point. Yeah, dude, that was yeah. cool. So that Chevrolet, that um, that Colleague uh, Racing Chevrolet, the number 16, mm-hmm. Almendinger, sixth place finish, which was good. Busher, you know, pushing his teammate. Man, those RFK cars are good on these tracks too. You know, they were they were one two for a while. I was like, holy crap, is this is this gonna stay? I was like, I know it's not, but I'm like, this is crazy. And another guy, what did I say in like the NASCAR uh, preview show that we had? Mike, watch out for Christopher Bell again this year, man. There he right. is, top P3. three finish. So we get That's a Chevrolet, true. a Ford, and a Toyota, all three manufacturers on the podium for this Daytona 500. And um, man, I thought it was a good one, man. I didn't need mm-hmm. all the crazy cautions in the beginning. I mean, right? It was it was side by side racing, but it was tame. And uh, you know, I just. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they learned a lot from the dual second year with this car under their belt. But I, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty good race in my opinion, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think so, too. Um, Obviously, not a huge fan of the race ending under caution, you know, all three of them, the truck. <laughs> Right. Uh, the truck true. and the Xfinity. And of course, they Xfinity all... with the rain out or the rain out was the truck, right? Yeah, the finishing under caution just sucks so much because yeah. 
on a track that big and you know there's like you still got like a mile and a half to race and it's just like mm-hmm. you gotta yeah true it sucks but it I is mean, what it, it is i was pissed off too because technically you know i was like when when larson crashed i was like oh cool and now he's, he finishes 30th he was like he was he, he was in the front row with two with, uh, at the green white you know at the white flag or the green sorry green white checker at the beginning of overtime and he ends up into the wall but he, but they, they put him at p18 so not the worst right so true yeah. and the winner of the truck race saint smith obviously on friday night uh shortened a little bit by rain but he comes in 13th in that uh front row ford guy that i've been liking another california kid and <laughs> who just, was it uh, who, who was the other driver that was uh just put, tweeting and uh, weren't we talking about it or you sent me a tweet saying that it was like a mickey mouse <laughs> win for daytona uh, there was another there's another truck driver who posted a picture of like mickey mouse and like oh hey this is how the 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 the, tra- the race went tonight like it was oh, a mickey yeah. mouse freaking no, win. It was, no, <laughs> no it was one of the it was one of the truck drivers i forgot who it was yeah. but they interviewed him and he's it was before the race got called right he was like, oh, like oh, oh better not give this mickey mouse yeah. win but, oh, he was like right. i, <laughs> I missed that I forget. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, sir, you're going to your second race of the season, technically the first one that counts, but you're going to like your second race in the, same, in the same month, right? Yeah, it, it kind of sucks how they do that in a way because that West Coast swing, yeah, it's good for the teams, but for the people on the West Coast, I mean – It's over and done with, really. It's just – it's over and done with, and then, I mean, if you're not in that – I mean, if you're in Southern California, it's, it's a little bit easier to obviously make it to Fontana, Vegas, and Phoenix. But in very, Northern very California, to try to get to those three races back-to-back-to-back weeks, it just doesn't make sense for a it's, lot of people yeah. on the West Coast. It feels like at least two flights because you can get down to Fontana driving, but it feels like Vegas, you know, the majority of the time you're flying. Like I don't, I don't, lo- I don't love driving the eight to nine hours there. And of course, Phoenix is like twelve, so. Two out of those three, you're gonna have to take a flight, right? I feel Fontana like is the easiest by far. They should do like, um, I don't know. They should probably at least split one of them up and put them closer to to Noma date, maybe, or you know, just, right? Of course, because because they get you know, or do, other... do 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 Sonoma and Fontana back to back or something, and then do Vegas and Phoenix on the same week in the beginning of the year. You know, I don't something. know, just yeah. I think it's going to get mixed up around a lot actually next year because if Fontana's not going to have a race due to their reconfiguration, I think that I don't. I mean, LA is not going to have a race, right? They're not going to unless they do something at some road course or something. But I don't see them mm. having the clash as like a points-paying race down there in the Coliseum. <clears throat> Absolutely and not. I don't think I'd want that either. You know, where the hell are they going to pit the cars? You can't even pit the cars in there, so it wouldn't make sense. So I don't know what are they going to do down in Southern California. So. Might be a road course somewhere else somewhere. So we'll see, man. To stay tuned. But yes, I am going to my next race, the Paula Casino 400 down there. By the way, great job of Los Angeles and the Los Angeles County greater area of promoting this track. It seems like when Sonoma has the races here in the summer, I don't really see. I mean, I could be f- not remembering right now, but I feel like maybe closer. You have to go drive towards 
towards the track, Sonoma, right? Probably, yeah. Like out here, like in San Jose area, you know, you don't really see billboards up on 880 or you didn't. Maybe now that they got like these digital billboards, they might fill them in there or something. But man, I saw a lot of them in LA. I saw like at least three or four billboards promoting this, uh, this race uh, down there this weekend. So I'm excited to get there. I think it's going to be pretty damn close to sold out. Got my pit pass already. Obviously, if you're a AAA club member and you buy a ticket at a certain tier, you get a free pit pass so that's gonna be fun Uh, usually the pits can be kind of uh you know you know packed if you will but right it's i think it's gonna be really fun to just be in the pits the last time that they tear it down or whatever they're planning on doing with it right trying to run into some people hopefully from um twitter that i've been uh, interacting with lately on the gambling tip and just uh Maybe if barstool guys, they're there, large and spider, maybe uh, interact just have with to them. Find too, some just... some mountain and then some little hobbit <laughs> with <laughs> right next to them. Right. But uh, but they but they but they they put out some good content and they had a couple of their other um, you know, faces of barstool there with them and they were just posting like throughout the week. It just looked like a really really good time. Like not just you know about the race, but other things that they were doing um within the friendly confines of that that middle like damn near it looks like a city like what's the they always have the graphic every year like how many martinsvilles and how many bristols because they can they fit just in the infield of daytona it's pretty crazy um so yeah um man my first race 2017 was down there uh kyle larson he won the race in the number 42 chip ganassi target uh chevy and now he's at hendrick he won last year uh he had to make a a, a move to get around suarez actually i think believe on the last lap so you know, it's a good thing that he actually won that race or the one at Sonoma Suarez, because if that was his only shot, then Suarez would have been left out of the playoffs last year. But, uh, yeah, I hope you can go down there and see another Larson win. Uh, Logano races well there. Bush races well there. It's gonna be interesting to see because Bush, I think, has won there a few times. And, uh, you know, and he raced well for most of the race until he got, you know, <clears throat> until he got, you know, collected there. And then, of course, Truex always runs well. I don't know how he ran last year. I think it was him and Larson for a couple of years back to back to back. I'm not sure how he did last year, but yeah, it should be a very interesting race. Um, I feel like, I feel like chase used to run pretty good there, but I feel like I need to see a little bit more from chase, man. Yeah, just, dude. Um, he, 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 yeah, he crashed. He, he had a DNF. Uh, is it just me or has his, deme- has his demeanor been off a little bit since I don't know what it is. He just, um, well, I mean, it's Daytona. He's not the, he's not the, he's not the center of attention, right? Bowman, the showman is at least for the pole position. And then of course, Larson, Larson's in the front row, you know, people are looking at him to bounce back after that, you know, didn't have a really good showing in the championship race last year, even though he made it right. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. So we'll Well, see. He had that unfortunate event too, where he got kind of hit. He was, you know, kind of ended his day for the championship that day, but yeah, man, we'll see going into, you know what? I think his attitude and demeanor hasn't changed or hasn't gotten better ever since what was it uh Watkins Glen when his teammate Kyle Larson kind of ran him wide mm, took oh. him out and then he won the race and he was like oh yeah uh, good job or like congrats mm. you remember he was all pissed off and yeah. they probably had a meeting about it but his Could demeanor right. didn't change didn't get any better since then so i don't know there might be trouble in the Hendrick garage not sure so we'll have to wait and see right okay so uh let's do a 2 minute nba talk about the all-star weekend i huh. Didn't watch a lick of anything. I saw some white guy from the G League won the dunk contest. I don't know. 
yeah i i mean i don't even know who the hell won yeah i didn't watch any of it dude it's just these games i i i heard that it was pretty bad though i turned it on just to chuckle for a few uh possessions and then change the channel it was, it was, they just went back and forth and then they took turns just doing like a dunk I mean, it's kind of impossible for me to watch this game when it's like on Daytona 500 day, right? Right. So it's like even, even after the game, like the game was completely after the race, like, and I still didn't care. I still would have rather watched, uh, you know, a freaking a learning video for my son or like freaking Coco for the 10 millionth time. I still would have watched, rather watch those ones. I'd rather watch like some Christmas Day day games, you know, just. The NBA All-Star game, I feel like the day before with the dunk contest has always been better. I feel like being able to, you know, the the three-point contest has always been better. The skills, it's always been a funner day for me to watch um, than the actual game itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the dunk contest has, you know, kind of been historic always, right? I think, obviously, with all their props and they try to make it too flamboyant at times as they have. But I'd say... I'd, I'd say I usually check in Saturday um, before I would check the actual all-star game out. Uh, but, yeah. you know, with no no Warriors there as well, you know, just kind of um, whatever, you know, I just. Uh, yeah. I just think with how the I, was, I, I just think with how the sport has been going, like the actual sport is being played. Right. Like you complain about, oh, just put flags on them. Right. In football and like basketball, you know, with the Euro step and calling this and calling that, like the game has changed a lot over the last 10, 15, 20 years. And if I were to rank them, I would say get rid of the NBA All-Star. Like it doesn't need it. Like there's no reason to play a game. Close second is the Pro Bowl. And then I think that Hockey, uh, the NHL and, and baseball, and of course NASCAR are the three that are actually entertaining. They actually look like they're trying. Like baseball, you can't just like you can't not care about hitting a 97 mile an hour fastball. You actually <laughs> still have to see the freaking thing and hit it. Right? I mean, so, it's pretty noticeable if you don't care, right? right? <laughs> like a goalie just can't be like, all right, cool, yeah, just go ahead and hit this 98 mile an hour slap shot in my fucking rib cage. Like, no, you actually have to like try to stop it and play and the game. They, and then they kind of have like also that real like um clinching type of event before right with the home run derby kind of like the right. slam like the slam dunk contest like the nfl doesn't like have that right so it's like right i mean nascar i remember they used to do did they bring it back when they would have like the pit crew challenge and they would time him and like Ooh, that would be much, cool they been they the pit crew pretty much like would win like an all-star of their own right and that was oh, pretty that'd be cool cool and i think they might they do took, that but not televise it no, it was televised. It was like huge like one now. year. Now. That's the thing with NASCAR. They're like always trying with the all-star race, which is pretty fun to me because right. they don't care about keeping it a certain way. They've been switching it up almost every year, it seems mm-hmm. like. And they do a, you know, I think they do a pretty good job of trying to figure out what works. And I think remember See, that one year there or there was a couple years. It might have been two years in a row when NASCAR did like the indie type of car tires where you would have like the red and the green tires and some oh, tires yeah. fell off and you could you could have like certain tires for one state. Ah, they try all different types of stuff. Um, is it back in Texas this year again? The or no, no, it's, a, it's, a, no, it's, a, it's North at Wilkesboro or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They're bringing it back for the All-Star race. That's right. OK, so the race there actually doesn't count for any points. But oh, exactly. yeah, that's right. That's right. They might be testing it in the next year. Have it again there or turn that into an actual race. So um, but yeah. 
And then finally, you have an NHL standings uh, check-in. Uh, I will say that my uh, create a player in my uh, NHL video game is going very nicely. I believe I am like top five in the league in points. Obviously, that's the whole league, so I'm dominating as a rookie. Pretty much a shoe-in for the Calder Trophy. Just got bumped up to the first line last weekend for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's kind of tough, though, because like I have it on like Cause a hard mode. Because like, it's uh, a it's Canadian like, team and you know you can't win it. <laughs> right? No, no, no. Um, when you're on the third line playing against mostly third line guys, it's, you know, that's fine. But when you're when you're then playing like the Washington Capitals and you're on the first line, you're playing against Ovechkin. You're playing against Sidney Crosby. You're playing against like these top tier guys when you're on the first line. Yeah, your teammates are, are, are good and can give you maybe better passes or they will actually put the puck in the back of the net but also it becomes harder because you're playing against top line defensemen and and wingers and centers uh so you have uh still to this date you have uh the boston bruins first place in the league 91 points the only team over 90 and then a close kind of close second actually the carolina hurricanes at 84 and then the west is jesus the west is like wide open the boston bruins have almost 20 more points than every team in the West. They have 91 points, and the most points in the West are the Las Vegas Golden Knights at 73, and then the Dallas Stars have 72. Like, it's pretty much a two-horse two race there. So, I mean... The it, Dallas it, Stars have 12 overtime losses. Right. They're so they're leading the Central. Man. So just imagine what their record would be like if you turn... If you turn half of those into wins yes. you get six more points you have almost 80 right and you're That's like what i'm saying yeah so the winnipeg my winnipeg jets are uh only one point behind in the central not bad look at my seattle kraken up there only three points out in the pacific division san jose sharks <laughs> san jose sharks <laughs> horrible they actually killed the kraken thing yesterday they did three zero like, i believe three or four zero yeah did you see that crazy goal um so it was a it was a face-off in Seattle's own zone, right? So the the, the face-off circle right by the goalie. The center for the Kraken is trying to kind of jar the puck free, and he gets he gets a hold of it, and he tries to you know uh, hit it back to his defenseman, and it goes past the defenseman and past the the goalie right into the no. net. Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, it was Pat McAfee, like the Pat McAfee show. He shared the video. It was like right before I jumped on. So it was from yesterday's game, but I didn't see the highlight until today. It was a pretty crazy goal. And uh, and it was funny because the goalie for the Seattle Kraken was former Shark Martin Jones. So he was not happy with uh, with uh, the outcome of that goal right there. And that was halfway through the game, too. It was 0-0, and that made it 1-0. And then, of course, the Sharks uh, did not look back there. But this is absolutely crazy. Like. You know, you're not going to get as good of odds on on the Bruins to win the championship as you probably did at the beginning of the season. If you if, like, if you, it's not. I mean, the Boston they have to be like damn near close to even money just to win the championship. Probably I mean, not. I, but I mean, no. But I mean, I'm going to pull it up right here. But I'll tell you what, the Boston Bruins they seem like they always have decent odds going into these seasons, right? I mean, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, eight losses still. They only they have less than ten losses. And then and then of course it's the Carolina Overtime Hurricanes. Overtime losses with is five, which is almost lowest in the league next to some of the yep. lowest in the Atlantic only have four overtime losses though, but man. Yeah. Those but, over, yeah. 
but but they're turning those overtime losses would be's into wins. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Man, I mean, it's not loading. Sorry, I'm. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been trying too. Um, and and that's the one thing hockey uh, and me playing the video game kind of wants me get wants me to get back into it. Um, but obviously, I want to save money as well. But I've o- I've always been over the past couple months. I've been thinking about getting that bundle, you know, because the Disney Plus. Because I when Disney Plus first came out, I bought the three year plan. It was like 125 bucks one-time fee for three years so that came out to like 350 or $4 a month you know huge savings there other you know beside you know instead of paying like the seven or eight when it first came out monthly right and then now they have the bundle with Hulu and ESPN plus and I'm thinking to myself and I've never gotten a chance to do it but to have my brother drop his Hulu and then for us to just get the bundle and then he pays for his share or you know and we, and we split it so, so that way, pretty much, we're all paying the same amount of money still, like the ten or twelve bucks, and then you add ESPN Plus because there are so many games every night that are out of market. They're on ESPN Plus. Like I go and like, oh, the Sharks aren't playing tonight, but dude, like all three of the uh, 7:30 p.m. start times over here on the West Coast or, or in the Central, wherever, they're on ESPN Plus. So for someone who wants to like kind of watch more games other than Sharks, you know, I have to, definitely want to look into that. But they do have a lot of games during the week for free on like regular cable, I think, right? I mean, is it I, is is ESPN? Yeah, ESPN uh, like might be or something. Yeah, but, but I uh, mean, for four dollars or whatever they were like offering ESPN Plus for, I guess it's a good deal to see a bunch of hockey games if you're a huge fan. Right. And and that's the thing, I just never, I haven't gotten a, ch- a chance to look at the bundle. Like, hey, my brother, what are you paying for Hulu, and what are we currently paying for Disney? If we all get the bundle. Are we saving? Are we paying the same amount or are we paying more? Right. So I just need to see if it makes any sense to do that. Boston Bruins, Mike, about four and a half to one to okay, win your so Stanley still, Cup. Okay. Colorado yeah. Avalanche here at six to one. The Carolina Hurricanes, seven to one. Uh, your boy Ryan Blaney does a lot of uh, pr- uh, marketing and promoting stuff at the Carolina Hurricane games, some hurricane games sometimes. Oh, cool. Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, seven, eight to one. Rangers. Throw that, throw that ticket away. <laughs> yeah, right. Toronto Maple Leafs. Your, your Winnipeg Jets, uh, 22 to one. The Golden Knights uh, currently first in the Pacific here with 73 points. Like you mentioned earlier, Mike, they're looking at about 14 to one. Uh, not bad, you know, but just uh, like you said, the Bruins are so strong. It's just, um, see, I don't know if it's going to be chalky, but man, Seattle cracking at 22 to one, they're kind of fun. I don't know if they can have that type of like success that we saw out of like the golden Knights when they first, you know, came to be right. But, um, man, I don't see that. I don't see that same, same type of magic, but we'll see. Nashville was fun too, when they were pretty good a couple years mm-hmm. back, but they're sitting here at 80 to one with their, um, 60 points in the central conference in the, in the, the central Sharks? division from the conference. Sharks had at least two series against them during their heyday uh, in the playoffs. I believe they won one, and I think they might have lost one. So, yeah, but uh, all good stuff. Uh, We've had a fun night of colliding the world of sports and comics. I believe uh, episode 179 is is done, bro. Almost 180. We'll be doing that in two weeks. So that would be, what, like Wednesday, Monday or Tuesday, the first week of March, actually. So hope everyone has a fantastic rest of February. And going into March, yeah, so it'll be the 6th or 7th of March that we're recording 180. So Mark, send us off for 179.
Yeah, I was gonna um, pull up some some real quick Champions League, but um, I'm sorry about that. I mean, who the hell? I just wanted to give the scores. I know Liverpool was winning. They ended up right. getting their booty uh, handed to them. They were up two one. They ended up losing five two at Anfield, which sucks. Napoli beat Frankfurt two to zero. The games tomorrow, if I can get them real quick. Um. Champions League tomorrow, you have Inter Milan and FC Porto and RB Leipzig and Man City. Man City, there it is for tomorrow. But um, probably talk about more about that in two weeks and whatnot, see how it develops here. But to take us away, thank you, everybody. Sorry it's a little bit late. We had technical difficulties coming in to try to get on the YouTube. And yes, but uh, always we try to deliver. Episode 179 is wrapped up and in the books. Thank you everybody for joining us being part of this collective world that we collide with sports and comics on the weekly thank you to treasure island comics our sponsor as always for giving us a chance to read through all these books like we had 10 11 today quite a bit but it's always fun to get to talk and discuss and debate our favorite writers artists and books with you every week or bi-weekly now that we're getting into spring but Make sure uh, to check us out on all social media platforms at the comic bookies on Instagram and Twitter, the uh, the comic bookies at gmail.com. If you guys want to email us, let us know if you guys have an interview for us or you guys want to talk and, uh, you know, chat it up. But share us, subscribe and um, yeah, drop a, a review and five stars if you guys uh, will. But um, thank you as always. And um We will check you out in uh, two weeks for 180. We're getting close to 200, and it's going to keep getting fun. So look for your boy down in Fontana. Hopefully, like Mike said, the rain stays away, but the race is going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the sun's out. But thank you, everybody, for checking us out, and peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have a glorious time this weekend at Fontana, and we'll talk to everybody on the 6th or 7th of March for episode 180. But for Sean, who will probably be back in two weeks, this is uh, Mike. He is Mark. This is the Comic Bookies podcast, episode 179, signing off. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy the hell out of each other. Peace out. See you all next week. And always enjoy each other. And enjoy the racing or whatever sport you're getting into this spring. And remember, Masters is right around the corner as well. Peace. Peace.